Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Real Positive Girl podcast. My name is Sabrina. Happy Wednesday to you all, and also happy July 1st. We are finally into a new month, which is just amazing. The year is flying by. Yes, yes, all of that corny stuff that moms say, and I am a mom. Um, just to say, you know, it's just, but it does, I feel like it is pretty amazing that we are already in July, we are already in the seventh month of the year, and basically Christmas is around the corner. Um, and the reason I say that is because every time I go to Target during this time of year, or even in August, you know, they're always ahead of the schedule on what to put out in that um, seasonal area that they have in the back of the store. Well, at least at my Target, it's in the back. It's So right now, uh, we went there today, and I saw that they were already setting up for back to school, which it's like, you know, it's it's crazy because school is... I mean, as far as I know, we don't even know if grade school is actually going to happen the normal way that it does, um, let alone people coming in and buying notebooks and pencils and paper and stuff that they need. But then, you know, I I can bet you anything within the next few weeks, I will go to Target or any sort of store um, that's like a department kind of store or, or it has like a mix of groceries and regular things that there will be Christmas decorations there because it happens all the time. And honestly, I actually personally know someone that still has their Christmas tree up from last year and no, it's not a fake tree. And so it's just amazing that Christmas, and I don't know why I decided to throw that in. I just find it really amazing that, you know, someone still has their Christmas tree up, but it's still in really good condition. But Christmas, it's it's coming soon. I know no one wants to hear that. So let me just keep on going and just say again, happy Wednesday to you. Happy July. Um, just a reminder that this week we are talking about social anxiety, and um, I am kind of excited about today's topic, which I will introduce to you here in just a moment, um, because it's definitely um, a, something that I was so happy to research that I had never heard of before, um, and that always makes me super happy and excited to like genuinely really learn new things and new ways to think about things, and um, I just love you know opening my mind and really taking that time to really like kind of stretch it out and really, you know, see things from a different perspective, a different view. So I hope someone else also feels nerdy like that (laughs) the way I do. But um, let me start with saying that I hope that you're having a great day today and that if your day is just beginning in the middle or the end, I hope that it is going to be fantastic. It has been fantastic or it was fantastic. Um, And again, um, there's always a reminder to do the five minute reset. If you are having a bad day, which um, has you take five minutes at least least five minutes. If not, if you have more than take more, take five minutes of your own time to be alone, to come back to baseline, to kind of just reboot and restart your day. Come up with a minimal list of four things that you're grateful for. Those can be big things, small things, middle things. You can be grateful for the bag of hot Cheetos that you had for lunch. You can be grateful for being able to get your car like detailed. You can be grateful for getting um, a bonus at work. You can be grateful for being able to go back to work. Like it doesn't matter what it is. Um, You can be grateful for being able to pet like this cutest dog while you're on a walk today like it doesn't matter what it is just as long as you are genuinely grateful for those things also if you have the time take the time to kind of problem solve whatever is driving you crazy getting in your way kind of adding that extra weight to your 
day and then be able to walk away from the five minute reset feeling at least neutral if not positive in your mind about the rest of the day and just knowing that you know despite what's happening there are still many things to be grateful for to um, bring happiness to you to bring peace and to help you get through the rest of the day and know that tomorrow will be a better day but again happy Wednesday today we're going to be talking about the four types of social anxiety and I want to go ahead and jump right in because there's a lot of information to get to you so um, as I mentioned on Monday's episode Dr. David um, Moscovich came up with the idea that there are four types of social anxiety to examine as opposed to thinking of the disorder in terms of the fear types it creates, like a fear of public speaking or a fear of, you know, um, talking to someone at a party, you know, a fear of, you know, um, just having one-on-one conversations with someone, a fear of walking down the street alone, a fear of going to the movies, going out to dinner alone, like any of those kind of things, more of in these uh, four different categories, which um, once I did some research on it, I actually totally agree with that. It makes perfect sense, but I feel like you can see it from both sides. And that the biggest fear for someone with social anxiety is that a fatal flaw will be revealed to others. I totally definitely agree with that. Meaning that it's not the fear that's the big deal, but what will happen, what could happen, the uncertainty, which is a very good definition of anxiety, is just the uncertainty, the fear of what could be. And the author of the book, How to Be Yourself by Ellen Hendrickson, which is actually a book that I bought. I think about two months ago and it's just been sitting on my desk and I need to read it because I know it'll be so beneficial to me and it it just has like the best reviews and recommendations from other people. Um, Ellen Hendrickson said that this fear of the big reveal is the fear of someone figuring out what is wrong with you. Um, being Being exposed for anything is super scary and not something anyone wants to go through at all whatsoever. You know, no one wants to be exposed and, you know, um, maybe no one else cares about this, but, you know, immediately when I think of the word exposed, I think of like some sort of crazy drama for like celebrities or, um, beauty gurus or something like that. Like, oh, the truth was exposed and like anything being exposed about you that you are not willingly wanting to, uh, share with others is scary. It's super scary. And so, you know, no one ever wants that to happen to them. And especially if it has something to do with a personal mental struggle that you're going through. So uh, the four types I'm going to go over today are the fear, uh, are the fears, those of us with social anxiety, fear will be exposed to others. So that'll make more sense as we go through it. So the four types are social skills, uh, the fear of anxiety symptoms being noticed by others, flaws in your appearance and flaws in your personality slash character. Now, let me mention that only one of these may apply to you or maybe a few or maybe all, you know, it just, everyone is different. So take some time to hear about all four and see what you think um, because everyone is different. And I say that all the time, but it's absolutely, absolutely true. The fear 
your prob uh, the fear your problem with social skills being revealed relates to not knowing how to act in social situations, not knowing how to interact with others, or fear of possibly making a mistake. It could be stuttering, saying something dumb, not saying anything at all, you know, just being quiet, um, being awkward, or others deciding to end conversations early with you. And like that last one hit hard for me when I was doing the research because you know, when you go and meet someone at a party and then you feel like you're having a good conversation, but all of a sudden they're like, okay, I'm done, bye. And then they just like leave. It just feels so awkward. It feels like it's your fault. And you'll never truly know unless you ask them if it's your fault. Like, did I cause that? Are you like in a hurry? You know, did something just happen? And because um, you're never going to know, but you're going to immediately assume it has something to do with you. So this type of fear usually arises when there is a fear of being judged or rejected and will lead to not speaking in social situations or feeling the need to prep ahead of time. And I completely agree with uh, the fear I, the fear of not wanting to go, not wanting to speak, just needing to prep ahead of time. A lot of times, I'm not even kidding, I will need to prep ahead of time for certain situations. Like I will literally go through my mind. It's as if I have index cards shifting through my mind of what I can say, what I can talk about, um, assuming I know some of the people there and what they're going to bring up, what they're going to talk about, how I can uh, shift through those conversations, what my responses are going to be. And if I don't have a good response, if I don't know what to say, just asking more questions, kind of like shifting the conversation in the direction that I want because I'm so fearful of saying something dumb, looking dumb, um, being look, being feared of being looked up, down on as not as educated as others. Um, it's just, it's so scary. But also having those fears, um, it's just... It's, it can be so overwhelming and it's, it's such a trap for yourself. You're like literally confining yourself to a box. And also something that I was spoken about on the podcast before, actually episode number six, um, which is like one of the first episodes that I uh, you know, recorded way back in February, which wasn't that far away, but it feels like it feels farther away than it actually is, um, is that mind reading can get you in trouble here. You know, you actually have no idea what someone is thinking about you and assuming the worst doesn't do you any favors. And so um, if you're not familiar, mind reading is the thought that you think you know what someone else is thinking about you or about anything. So basically you are reading your mind and you're assuming that you know that you're right about whatever you think that they're thinking. And so you will be able to actually know um, what the outcome is, how they are thinking of you, how they are possibly judging you or rejecting you or just uh, looking down on you in any sort of way. And mind reading is such a terrible habit. It's actually something that I struggle with a lot because um, a lot of the times when I uh, think about what other people are, like when I do mind reading, it's all based on history and it's based on um, the conversations that we're having and how they're leading and then who I know that they know and how those friends think and body language and all this stuff. And yeah, some of it could be true, but there's no way for me to actually know that unless I ask them. And nine times out of 10, that is not what I'm doing because that feels super intrusive and just over the, over the line and just way too much. Um, so I encourage you to really 
take a step back. Definitely do not engage in mind reading because it isn't going to help you at all whatsoever. Um, and it, if if this is a fear that you struggle with and it's because of and it is because of the fear of being judged or rejected, just know that even if you are rejected or judged, that's really on them and that's a choice that they're going to make. And there's honestly nothing you can do about that. You can try your hardest to be liked by everyone. You can go out of your way, but it all all doesn't make any and it, it doesn't really help the situation because if you have to force someone to like you, then they don't truly like you. You know, you're just like kind of coerced and manipulated them into liking you when that's not, that's not the truth, right? So just keep that in mind and just know that it's okay if some people don't like you and they do reject you, but more often than not, none of those things are actually happening. Next, having anxiety about your anxiety is the fear of symptoms slipping through and being revealed when others are around or in a situation you have to perform. And it tends to happen when you are in the spotlight, you know, like if you're at a job interview or um, if you're uh, being uh, presented and asked to make a speech or something like that and worry about shaking, sweating, and like looking nervous, like those kinds of behaviors. The problem with this fear is that your attempts at trying to hide your symptoms just make everything worse, you know, and you're doubling down and not even realizing the ideal is to learn how to calm yourself in those moments and sort of um, fake it until you make it uh, to get through it. Ideally, over time, learning to become calm and slowly face and accept the fears and phobias head on will help in the long run of overcoming it. And so, it's kind of ironic to have anxiety about your anxiety. I definitely do have this. I honestly feel like I have all four of them that we're talking about, but um, I do have anxiety about my anxiety because I don't ever, My one of my biggest fears is to burden others with my personal mental illness struggles that I have. And I always feel like I'm in a, I'm a burden just in general, but I never want to have someone have to feel like they have to say something, like they have to do something, they have to, you know, impart anything into me because of the things that I am personally dealing with. Um, and I don't want anyone else to feel awkward because uh, a symptom slips through when in reality, people may not care, people may not notice, or people might genuinely actually want to help you, want to comfort you, want to be there for you, um, or maybe they don't. And, you know, you, you're going to have to accept whatever reality is the truth here and just know that any um, reality or, or outcome that arises is going to be fine and you're going to be able to get through it and it will be hard, but the more you do it and slowly uh, warm up to it, the easier that it will become. Research tells us that those with uh, social anxiety suffer more than likely uh, suffer more. Wow. Why did I just, <laughs> I feel like I'm saying words backwards today. I apologize. Um, research uh, tells us that those who suffer with social anxiety more than likely have issues with distorted body image. And this is the third type I want to discuss, anxiety about how you look. And I feel like many of us uh, have this issue. I know that I've had this issue since I was like 10 years old um, and, and it's more of like direct comments that have been made to me and then my my mindset just being distorted um, from there but it's definitely comments made directly towards me and all in all no matter what others tell you only what you tell yourself is going to matter. So if your thoughts do not change, this fear will not get any better. So let's say that 
you are continuously feeling like you are not the right fit, you are like not the right body type, not the right size, you don't dress a certain appropriate way, you just don't look good in general, you don't know how to put yourself together and that's how you're feeling but other people are like, oh my gosh, I love the way you dress, I love your style, you're so cool, you're so beautiful, I love the way that you do your hair, you know, you have the coolest like jackets that you wear all the time, the coolest kicks every day and no matter like how many compliments and how much people will just like tell you that you're absolutely amazing, if you don't change your own mindset, what's going, the thoughts that you're actually creating in your mind and you don't accept any of those compliments, then nothing's going to change. You're still going to continue to be negative because it doesn't matter what's happening on the outside if it doesn't penetrate into the inside. You know, you know what I mean? Um, It's the negative thoughts that are causing the fear because again, there is no way for you to know what others are thinking, i.e. mind reading again. And everyone is different and unique in their own way. And what you look like has no weight on your worth as a person. And a lot of us, including myself, put so much weight in what we look like, uh, how we uh, compare and measure up to others as part of determining what our self-worth is and that that has nothing to do with it because we're all different and unique on purpose and our current our constant drive to try to be like others all the time isn't doing us any favorites it's not helping us get closer to self-acceptance at all and we need to take a step back and realize that It's fine. It's fine to be who we are. It's actually great and amazing and the world needs us to be who we are meant to be. And actually trying to hide and conceal what your perceived flaws are generally just highlights and brings attention to those things ironically. So it's like, you know, you're trying so hard to bury it, but everyone can see from a mile away their X marks the spot like that's what's going on and that is the problem. Learn to accept who you are and know that you are doing the best you can and that's all that matters truly. Lastly, anxiety about your personality and or character is rooted in thinking you are boring, stupid, not cool enough to hang with others. I definitely have this issue. I'm always like, oh my gosh, I'm so boring. Or, you know, I love, I love, love, love to host parties at my home. And our home is not nice or pretty, but I will put so much work into cleaning it up and trying to stylize things and decorate and do all this stuff. And you know, a lot of times it's still not up to snuff, but it's the best that I can do. And I do ho- I do enjoy hosting, but I don't do it a lot because, well, because my family does not enjoy hosting, which is fine. Um, we don't really do it anymore. But it's also because I, I struggle with planning things for people to do, have conversations to have. A lot of times if I do have people over at my house, I will literally plan ahead of time like what kind of conversations I need to have with them to kind of keep the whole thing going. It's just, it's filled, it's filled and riddled with so much anxiety. Um, and it's a lot of times why I don't like ask if people can hang out. It's a lot of times when, I'm, when I get invited to parties, I don't go because I just don't feel like I'm actually an asset or beneficial to going to that group. Um, again, more research that those suffering from social anxiety are more likely to believe they have negative personality attributes. And the place you are more often than not going to experience this fear is in like direct one-on-one conversations with someone else, you know, at parties, on a date, those sorts of experiences. And in those type of situations, you may feel the pressure to reveal something about yourself, leading you to feel like you won't be up to snuff. You know, like when people are trying to get to know each other at like a party and they're like, what do you do? Or what do you like to do? Or 
what's your job? Or, you know, did you, have you ever visited this place? Have you ever done this, that, or other? And so you're revealing this information about yourself and you might find that it sounds boring to you or that it's super uninteresting or not cool or that you lead a light, that you lead a lifestyle that is uh, significantly different from the people that you are currently surrounding yourself with, which is fine, or that you did something much earlier than others did, like get married or have a child, or you did something much later than other people did, like start a business or actually have a job that you really love or get paid the salary that you've always wanted to get paid or gone to, to these countries and done these vacations or whatever it may be you're just feeling a little off and like you're not up to snuff but this also leans towards perfectionist uh, tendencies because you're just trying to be the best person that you can but you'll never end up hitting that high expectation because it's sky high and not something that anyone could hit also being perfect does not exist, as I talk about all the time. But I'm here to tell you that it's the it's the quirky, different, unique things that draw others to us. You know, being authentic and transparent are two of the easiest and best things you could do and be for yourself. And just remember that if someone isn't willing to accept you for who you are, then that's fine. There are others who will. There are probably more people than you even take the time to think about and accept and be grateful for that are accepting you for who you are and what you're all about. And just because you encounter new people that won't just from the jump, maybe they will later. Um, because you know, a lot of times first impressions aren't everything and, or maybe those just aren't your people and you'll find your people soon. You know, we always are rushing into things and rushing to find our clan, our tribe, our peeps. And I understand that if you are in a season of loneliness and feeling isolated, that you will want that more than ever. But I'm here to tell you that if you don't have patience in that, then you'll end up in a situation that you don't want to be in. You'll feel even more lonely because those people will leave quicker because, you know, um, things will be revealed like that you thought that you were like a good friend match, but you're actually not. I just encourage you to kind of take a step back and really realize that patience is is so worth it because you'll end up with the best people in your life that you need. But I just want you to take some time and really think about these four things. Maybe it'll help you reflect more on your personal struggles with social anxiety and how you can work on, you know, bettering those four types or all of them together or just kind of like a general reflection on your personal struggles. But I hope that you really enjoyed this episode. I'm going to end it here. So thank you so much for listening to the Real Positive Girl podcast. Again, my name is Sabrina. And if you did enjoy this episode and know someone else that would enjoy it as well, I encourage you to share it with them. And check the description box for the notes for the show. Also, where you can find me on Instagram, my uh, website, and also my email for any questions, comments, concerns, or prayer requests. And you guys, I hope that you come back for tomorrow and Friday's episodes and listen to the previous episodes this week. But until then, I hope you have a good one and I'll see you next time. Bye.